Hello, welcome to the self-learning podcast by Dr. Shushma Singh. Let us start discussion on Unit 12, Evolution of Local Governance before 73rd and 74th Amendment. And our topic is Evolution of Urban Local Government in India. History of planned municipal administration in India dates back to the Mauryas in the 3rd century BC in ancient India. According to Magasini's committees that looked after specific subject matters related to the municipal administration governed urban areas. During the Mughal period administration of the town was vested in an officer known as Kotwal who supervised multifarious municipal functions beside exercising supreme authority in all magisterial police and financial matters. The British initially continued with the overtly centralized stance in local governance but later altered it to a pro-decentralized stance. The first municipal corporation was set up in Madras in 1687 by the East India Company on the model of local bodies in Britain. Municipalities and Bombay and Calcutta followed this initiative. However, it started happening on a more regular basis only in the 19th century. In 1880s, Lord Mayo officially recognized the need for Indians to get training in local self-government. The developments, however, were confirmed, confined to urban areas only. Lord Ripon, who also introduced the elected element in local bodies, extended the system to rural areas. A decentralization commission, as also aforementioned in 1907, which made certain recommendations. Those recommendations were embodied in a resolution of 1915. As a result, certain reforms were introduced in the system. The number of elected members were increased. The district board was empowered to have elected president. The subject of local self-government became one of the transferred subjects under the Government of India Act of 1919. This meant that the portfolio of local government came in the hands of Indian ministers. Thereafter, efforts were made to decentralize powers and ensure accountability of local functionaries to the electorate. Municipal administration was kept in charge of an elected chairman who enjoyed both legislative and executive functions. Later, by various acts, executive functions were separated from legislative functions. These acts were further amended after independence by the Indian government. 
they were made more democratic by the abolition of nominated and official members. Today municipal governments are official bodies and are performing many more functions than they were earlier. Now let us move to the next point issues in urban governance. Municipal reform has not kept pace with development of urban areas. Urbanization and industrialization are intervened processes. With economic growth centered around urban areas, numerous problems have come up, namely growth in urban population mainly due to migration from surrounding areas and fringe towns. This has put onerous demand on urban space and urban utilities which have been unable to keep up with the mounting pressure. Resources with urban bodies were always insufficient. Now the pressure is still more to provide for the extra bulk of population. Direct result of above development has been degradation of the urban environment, proliferations of slums, increase in diseases as a result of worsening sanitation condition and the worsening law and order situation. Notable attempts to get around the problem include increased emphasis on public-private membership in urban infrastructure development and public utility service provision such as water, electricity, etc. as read in the midterm appraisal of the 10th plan. Private participation has been elicited in Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, Andhra Pradesh, Maharashtra and Gujarat for conservation, sanitation, garbage collection and disposal, compost plant, street lighting, water supply, collection of local taxes, development and maintenance of gardens and parks, bus terminus and development and market development etc. Most PP projects are in water supply, sanitation and solid waste management. To fully utilize the potential, a regulatory framework has to be put in place for this specific purpose. Commercial revenue is sought to be increased by rationally charging public utilities, which it is believed have been undercharged until how as also the administrative process of collection of commercial revenue has been insufficient, resulting in below par collections. The regime is set to get stricter in coming years as part of the reform package for augmentation of revenue of local bodies. Over the year, restrictive duties in property transactions and tardy processes, land sealing, zoning 
restriction of FDI and the private sector slowed down urban infrastructure development due to slow growth of the property market which has the effect of pushing up the prices unnaturally and also slowing down urban infrastructural growth. The impact as foresaid has been shortfall in the supply as against demand for habitation. These restrictions would be cleared paving the way for a more robust market in property transactions wherein the prices set through the market are expected to be more rational. Foreign direct investment in property market would be encouraged as also the private sector would have greater participation in urban infrastructure development. This would also prevent illegal land transaction and growth of unauthorized colonies. Rents are so absolutely low that there is little incentive for landlords to renovate deliplate structure. Rent control is also therefore set for liberalization. Besides, institutional capacity would be augmented in that local government would be developed for bottom-up decentralized planning by devolution of functions matched by the authority and the resources to perform them. E-governance is expected to speed up processes facilitate data analysis and also ensure better connectivity across agencies and municipalities engaged in service provision. Success in local self-governance post the 74th amendment would depend in the earnestness with the, which state government implement article 243W. The 12th scheduled list 18 subjects to be transferred to the urban local bodies as reported in the mid-term appraisal of the 10th five-year plan document. Efforts have lagged urgency in this regard. Only six states, Bihar, Chhattisgarh, Himachal Pradesh, Madhya Pradesh, Punjab and Tripura have devolved all these functions. Only 21 states have set up a district planning committee and only West Bengal and Maharashtra have established metropolitan planning committee. Functional and financial autonomy of ULBs remains a distance dream. According to midterm appraisal of the 10th five-year plan 2002-7. Now let us conclude the unit. In a nutshell, we can say local governance enables a better perception of the needs of the local people, gives them a greater voice in better decision-making process concerning their development and welfare, achieve better coordination and integration among programs, ensures an effective people's participation which serves to build up a measure of self-reliance by mobilizing resources for the felt needs of the people. 
every efforts being made to see that it is not imputed needs which get superimposed and form the real basis of our plans and projects there is an effective participation of local people who gives motivational support to the implementation of plans and also leads to self sustained development above all a spirit of initiative and self reliance built up among the people the pris could not achieve the objectives due to lack of adequate knowledge and skills accountability and transparency have also not been assured besides there are several complaints about the wrongful utilization of public money by the pris the weakness mentioned here requires thoughts and action there is an urgent need for strengthening pris by devolving requisite powers functions finance and functionaries special attention should be paid towards capacity building of pris functionaries the strengthened pris would be able to deliver goods and services to the ruler masses in a better way all the shortcomings notwithstanding grassroots democracy unleashed by the 73rd and 74th amendments has come to stay and as time passes its financial and functional domains will get power really comes to belong to the people and the gandhian dream of building from below of the bottom up rather than top down approach can be fulfilled an essential step has been taken to strengthening the local self government through a constitutional 73rd amendment 1993 which envisages the establishment of panchayati raj institutions as units of local self government in different states which can be understood in the next unit in detail likewise an integrated rural urban development perspective has been taken for the newly introduced urban local governance institution following the 74th constitutional amendment there are merits needs like urban congestion and sprawl to be considered now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the unit thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self learning podcast